Hello, everyone. It's time again for another episode of the Steel Sports Podcast, the podcast that puts kids first. I'm your host, Nathan Clinkenbeard, and for this episode, we're going to be discussing the car ride home. For parents and players, you may have dealt with the car ride home more times than you can count, whether it's from practice or a game, but it's a situation that no doubt has a massive impact on our kids and their desire to play. As parents, we want to support our kids and say the right thing, but sometimes the best support can be not saying anything at all. Julie Foudy, a soccer legend with the women's national team and proud parent of two kids, has gone through all of the ups and downs of the car ride home with her own kids. She knows how hard it can be sometimes for the kids and for the parents. Steel Sports is lucky to have Julie on its advisory board, and she was kind enough to join me for a conversation to share her experiences and advice on the car ride home. Take a listen, and we hope you enjoy. All right, I'm with Julie Foudy, a two-time World Cup and Olympic champion, a soccer Hall of Famer, and current broadcaster with ESPN and ABC. Julie, it's a pleasure having you on the Steel Sports Podcast, and thank you so much for joining us. Ah, anytime, Nathan. Happy to do it. Yeah, and and you know I go through the accolades, but I think uh, probably an even more important accolade, and uh, definitely a reason for having you on this particular episode as we talk about the car ride home. Uh, you're a mother. You're a mother to to two children. <laughs> so um, no, I, I know I, that I car wanna... ride home very well. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and, and that's that's exactly the reason we wanted you uh, for this episode. But uh, just just taking a look at it, I, I want to start with the kids' perspective, and and we'll dive into the the do's and the don'ts uh, on the parent side. But from from the the player, from the boy or the girl, you know, why is the car ride home and and the interactions that that te- that take place so important to them? Well, I think it's. You know, it's your first point of contact with your child after a game that's either gone really well or really poorly. And so it's, it can be an emotional one mm-hmm. and it can be a visceral one. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's, you know, it's also an opportunity for parents to probably uh, with the best of intentions, although it doesn't come up right, is to vent about, you know, all the emotion of that game um, that they're mm-hmm. feeling. and so. You know, and you're you're you think about it from the kids' perspective. You know, they're your poor child, you know, trapped essentially <laughs> in this car, and you're <laughs> you know wanting to you know to to vent a, about anything. And it's why that moment um, we talk a lot about with our leadership academies. We talk a lot uh, with parents about that because it really is this really important touch point each and every weekend that that we we have and an opportunity to really plant a, a great seed on being good teammates and all the things we'll talk about but i just find it to be one of the most interesting moments is that that fresh after a game car ride home definitely and, and there's so many different tactics obviously that that parents can take and and you know because it has such an impact on kids you know, there's definitely some pressure, I'd say, you know, on parents to to maybe say the right things or, or maybe not even say anything at all. Right. So, you know, should yeah. should parents initiate the conversation or or should they take more of a backseat and, and be active listeners? Well, the first thing I, you know, we always try and do my husband and I and he comes from the coaching world. And so he's he's better at this, I think, too, than me. Sometimes I want to jump in and, and talk about it. But 
um, is really like, you know, what was their reaction to the game? You know, how did it go? How do you mm-hmm. think it went? And hearing, um, you know, my kids are 11 and 13. And so they're, they're very much able to verbalize that. Um, and it also gives you a sense of where the team's at, you know, where the players are at, what they're talking about, you know, if there's frustration with the coaches, you know, you can nip that right away. I mean, I've, had mm-hmm, conversations mm-hmm. in the past where, you know, the first thing I talk about is, you know, well, I didn't like this decision or this decision. And I'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't point fingers in this car, right? <laughs> we don't blame teammates. We don't blame coaches. That's not what we do, right? Let's fix this and talk about it. But the first thing you go to is not blaming someone. Um, and I think that's important for them to hear, right? That that's not okay. And to not get in the habit of that, because I think it's very easy for us as parents to fall into that, to get frustrated with a player or a coach or, um, you know, something that's happening during a game and to express it. And our rule is never, ever to express that frustration to your child in the car on the way home. And if they express it, to, um, to definitely diffuse that, because I just think... You know, one of the the things I most appreciate, you know, having played on the national team for so long um, was I was surrounded by teammates who always were the first to take the blame, right? Mm-hmm. It was always, oh, that's my bad. I'm sorry. It wasn't pointing a finger at other people and saying, why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you doing that? And And I think that's the best kind of teammate is, and even you know, it, it's just a sign of respect of, uh, you know, we're in this together yeah. and, um, and no, it's, you know, we're, we're going to figure it out. So I think that's one of the things we try and um, really monitor in the car ride home. And, and what about parents that are, you know, kind of just getting started with, with you sports and their kids. And, and I, I might be perfect for this. My, my daughter, she turned six, this month in March. And, uh, you know, she, she's going to be just now getting into, into sports. Um, you know, but, but for the parents that are just now jumping into it, I mean, what would be some of those key things to, to focus on, um, you know, during that car ride home? You know, you always hear the phrase, you know, the the only thing they want to hear is I love watching you play. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's, and, and really keeping it as simple as that. I love watching you play. Um, which is hard to do as a parent. I get that. I get that. I really get that. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but it's interesting in my role with ESPN. If, and I do a lot of interviews with younger athletes. We do a whole segment. Um, we used to do called Voices of the Future. And when you talk to the younger kids who are the best in their sport, and you say, "What advice would you give to parents?" And I would say, without fail, ninety-five percent of them say to stop talking, <laughs> to just mm-hmm. be quiet. And, and I giggle every time, right? Because we want, we want to talk, we parents, you know, here's our moment. We can, you know, shape our kid into this amazing athlete. And it's like, you know, no, it's not going to happen in that car ride and just talk less. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I also think it, it, what it signals is I have confidence in you. Right. I have confidence yeah. in you oh, as yeah. a player and you as an athlete. And I don't need to sit here and break it all down uh, and tell you what you did wrong or even tell you what you did right. Like I have confidence in you to manage that. 
And I'm going to be guardrails to push you along because I do think you need those sometimes, right? And to nudge you along and to motivate you um, and inspire you to do more. But but uh, ultimately, it's got to be up to your kid to love it, right? It's got to be up to your kid to want to get out there. And um, and that's another, you know, topic of conversation we have that, you know, letting it be known, like, absolutely, you don't have to play this sport. You're going to figure out a sport to play because I'm a big believer in this gift of sports. And I want it to be a team sport, but, you know, especially with my history in soccer and um, and my husband comes from the coaching world in soccer that, you know, we, we say it doesn't have to be soccer. If you don't love it, then find something you do. Um, and making that clear, it's not about you as a parent. It's about them. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I had a, I had a parent, had a parent come up to me the other day and my daughter's playing volleyball and volleyball gets very, very heated and energetic and intense. Right. And I think it's, <laughs> In large part, basketball to me is very similar because you're in a gym and it's really loud and it's crazy mm-hmm. and it's great energy. And it could also be energy that um, becomes negative quickly because it's so visceral. And um, I had this one parent say to me, how do you stay so calm? Um, because she wasn't as calm as she needed to be on the sideline. And um, I said, well, me being calm projects confidence to my daughter who's just starting volleyball, right? Who doesn't really play in many tournaments. And it's like, it's a whole new world. She, she's played soccer, but she hasn't played much volleyball. I said, by me staying calm, I'm projecting confidence to my child. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important thing again, is like how you are on the sideline and in the car is how you're projecting. You want your child to be. So uh, give them confidence by by you know showing them that you trust them by staying calm and not feeling like you need to over overdo it. She was probably getting more worked up that you were calm, <laughs> just sitting there. <laughs> I know I wanted to be like sister, sit down, let's go. <laughs> but I don't. One day, one day. <laughs> And, you know, all kids are different, right? You know, and, and just like locker rooms and, and clubhouses, you know, you, you have all different types of personalities, you know, so does it take, and, and I'm sure you've been, been through this, but I mean, does it take some trial and error as parents kind of figuring out, you know, the, the best approach for that, for that ride home? <laughs> yeah, of course. Right. And, you know, and you have your moments, you know, and, and, and I'm, guilty as well where you know i've been frustrated i i remember one um car ride home where my daughter lost 13-0 and i was like how do you think that game went izzy and you know using that you know get their feedback first and she's like i, th- I think it was good and i and i, and I actually <laughs> replied good 13-0 and i <laughs> ian my husband was like honey zip it um <laughs> i was like wait what um so yeah in you will have your moments and i think it is how you how you learn you know izzy's very first game in soccer when she was like six you know they're all in a scrum and the ball popped out to her and she happened to be like outside the scrum with a clear line to goal it was her very first soccer Mm -hmm. game i don't know any of the parents and i'm like i'm definitely not going to be that parent right and i like got so excited like you take that ball and you run izzy you run (laughs) <laughs> where did that come from my husband was like paging crazy soccer mom zip it again um so yeah you 
you learn. So I try and I try not to be that. Um, but I, 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 I just always go back to, right, is um, you, we all want the best for our kids. We want them to be successful and, um, and, and remembering that less is more. You know, my parents didn't even come mm-hmm. to games when I was growing up. And, um, and that was okay because I wanted to be there. It wasn't for them. Right. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like, just make sure that your kids are in it for them, not because you want them to be in it. And I think when you keep that perspective in mind um, and not suck the joy out of it by over um, analyzing everything, then they'll be fine. They're going to, they're going to find their way and they're going to do well. And, um, and they will get to enjoy the gift that is sports. Mm-hmm. Have, have the conversations evolved as, as your kids have gotten older? Um, you know, so you, your daughter's a teenager now, 13. So, you know, yeah. ha, have, have they evolved from when she was younger, um, you know, to, to now as a teenager? Yeah. Like for example, yesterday we were just sitting at lunch, the four of us. And, um, and she asked this great, great question. She said, you know, what are they looking for? We were talking about, uh, someone's brother or sister was going to a college and they had gotten in, you know, baseball. I think it was, we were talking about, and, um, and they were a junior in high school and they had committed to UCLA. And, um, and Izzy asked the great question, what are coaches looking for? Like in a player and, Mm -hmm. um, like to get, like, what would you want to see, you know? And so we started talking about that, which I thought was a great question. Like, what do I need to be doing? Um, and, you know, and, and my answer was, you know, what they're looking for is someone that isn't just connecting the dots and, um, mm-hmm. you know, playing safe and, you know, connecting passes, which is important, but someone that's actually impacting the game, Right. That's, you know, yeah. and it doesn't necessarily mean by scoring goals or assisting goals, but that they're playing balls in, they're taking players on, they're impacting the game when they touch the ball, right? And that can be in any sport, right? That That's the mm-hmm. next level to get to. And um, so that's definitely um, how it's changing. And we've, we've, and this has been conscious, but we've, you know, backed off because of our history with soccer and over analyzing stuff um, and really saying to them, if you want us to help, then come to us. Right. But we're not going to force you into that because I just don't think that Mm -hmm. that's the way I was, you know, never given that as a kid. And I, you know, I, I was driven because I wanted it. And unless your kid wants it, I mean, the thing that was always the common denominator on the national team, right. Is that these were hungry, um, passionate players who love to be out there, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. like, ah, I got to play soccer again today. Um, yeah, yeah. And so to remember that, right? Because I do think we have a tendency to suck the joy out of it when we, we suffocate with questions and, and breaking things down and pointing out all that went wrong. I, you know, we run these leadership academies in the summer and it made me so sad because often we get kids who say, you know what's different about this week? You tell me what I can do versus what I can't. I hear all year what I can't do. Yeah. And that, yeah. like that comment, and, and I'm sure it's not necessarily parents, but coaches as well. It's like, you know, but that 
to me is is everything that's wrong with you sports right it's about mm-hmm. what you can do and all that's possible and that's really the beauty of it so to keep that in perspective as a parent that um they will find their way don't force that yeah focusing on the positive for sure and and a lot of the focus can be obviously on verbal communication during the ride home, but what should parents remember about their body language? (laughs) That's a great, a great question because again, right. They're looking (laughs) and they, they're seeing. And the other thing is like, I don't want my kid. I don't want my kid every time a play happens to be looking over at us. Right. That drives me nuts. Like (laughs) stop looking, you know, like when when kids (laughs) do that all the time and you're like, you know, they're looking to their parents. Um, so, because what they're looking at it for is that body language. And if that body language is negative, if your head, you know, sags every time a play goes wrong, um, they notice that. And, you know, body language is everything, I think, on the field as a player as well, right? Which, mm-hmm. again, you transmit that to your kid. And, um, and it was a huge thing for me when I was playing is is just when you start to understand the power of body language right and especially as a as a young leader of you know you can turn a team by just this positive body language and um, mm-hmm. and so modeling that as a parent is so important whether it be a car ride or the sideline or um, in life really right and everyday things you're doing it's so important and I was going to bring up coaches as well. And and so you, you mentioned that your husband has the coaching background. So I, w- I was going to ask you a lot of times coaches, they're moms and dads as well. Right. So, you know, they're coming off the field with the player and, you know, I wanted to ask you, is there any specific advice for, for that coach slash parent? That, that is actually coaching that game or has been coaching that game. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, they have a player on the field as well. Right. Yeah. I, I I do think that, um, sometimes it's best not to discuss stuff until the next day, even right. Until like Mm -hmm. you, you let the emotion of that moment, um, pass, you're able to, um, and whether it's good or bad, right. You're able in, in, um, a, 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 a less visceral way, just be able to kind of discuss it. And so, um, you know, and I know some clubs, you know, have a 24 hour, 48 hour rule, which I think is important for parents in terms of them coming over and talking to coaches and all that. But I, I think the same thing goes if you're a parent who coaches. Um, And again, I get it's so hard to do because in that moment you want to, you want to solve it. Right. And you think this is going to be what's good for your kid, but you know, it's still going to get solved, but do it when it's, you know, uh, it's a moment that you all, you both can um, take a breath and, and breathe and, and actually <clears throat> have a positive conversation about it. And also it gives you a chance to reflect, right? And say, okay, how, how can I, how can I bring this up in a way that isn't so emotional? And, um, and one of the things we, we often do is, you know, you, you you know the the sandwich theory of course that people always talk about where you you know you start with a positive and then you give feedback in the middle and then you end with a positive um keeping mm-hmm. that in mind right 
because um, I'm I'm not saying too that you can't ever, you know, criticize your child, right? <laughs> or point out, you know, flaws. But when you lead with that, and that's all you're leading with all the time, right? And the timing of it, then that becomes a di different story. So we start with a positive, and then try and give that feedback. You know, think about this, and try this, and maybe this, and then uh, and end with a positive as well. And you, you mentioned your sports leadership academy as well. And one of the phrases I, I know I've seen it all the time is laughter is permitted. And, and even the podcast that you host is, is titled laughter permitted. So how can parents, how can they tie in some laughter with the car ride home? Even, <laughs> even when there are some tougher yeah. situations. Well, that the, the leadership academy uh, phrase laughter permitted um, came from the fact that, you know, we really started these leadership academies because we thought parents were a little bit crazy about how we approach youth sports and how intense it gets. And mm -hmm. one of the things we say to the kids all the time is laughter permitted, right? You, this is not uh, the library or school or church on a Sunday where you have to be quiet, right? And very serious. I mean, this should be celebration and joy. I mean, that was everything to... Um, the teams I played on over the years, whether it was collegiately or my soccerette team I played on for 10 years growing up or the national team. I mean, there was always this joy and this energy and this laughter that surrounded all we did. And, um, mm -hmm. and I think again, you know, we, we take it so seriously and it's so intense and scholarships for college and, you know, what level is my kid playing? Are they academy or they ECNL or, are they, you know, flight one or, you know, what division, all of that. It's like, okay, take a breath and remind yourself that laughter permitted, which is, you know, now mm -hmm. the name of our podcast as well. And, 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 um, and if you keep that again in mind as a parent as well, because we trigger that so often um, and to just constantly be cognizant of your approach and how tightly you're gripping because I guarantee you if you're gripping then your child is as well um, and realizing that um, when the tighter you grip you just again you suck that joy out and to be co conscious of that so to end maybe on a fun note I, I wanted to ask you this is there is there any type of celebration in the Foudy car on the ride home? Is there a, a go-to <laughs> song or, or, or anything that you guys do a tradition? Um, go-to celebration. Well, my kids are very much into the TikTok dancing uh, that <laughs> everyone has experienced if they have a 10, 11, 12, 13 year old, I think right now. Uh, and so mm -hmm. my son does this one with his two hands in the air. So I always go to his TikTok two-hand dancing in the air. <laughs> And he, he, if he doesn't roll his eyes, he does laugh sometimes at me. Um, but yeah, and then we, you know, and then we play a lot of really good music. My kids are huge yeah, DJs yeah. in the car. I've lost all control of the radio, but um, we just, we just jam out on the way home. Less talking, just dance to music. I think that's healthier for, for everyone all around. <laughs> so who, who has the best voice? Oh, come on, Nathan. I do. <laughs> I Easy. love it. I, 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 I really am very gifted in my singing, my shower singing. It's phenomenal. 
Well, very good. Well, mm-hmm. hey, for joining us on our podcast, I, I got to put in a plug for yours. So I, I wanted to mention, you know, definitely download, become a subscriber to, to Laughter Permitted with Julie Foudy and uh, where she has fun, thoughtful, candid conversations with trailblazers and sports about the joy and chaos of life and sports. I, I also wanted to mention, I, I love the description of the podcast because you say not only is laughter permitted, but donuts are permitted. So <laughs> very nice touch. Oh yeah. Like, that's what, uh, what's your favorite thing. donut? You know, back in, oh, cinnamon roll. And then you're going to say it's not a donut. Really? It is a donut. And the ones that are bigger than my head, it's the best. Um, the larger, the better. Well, that might be uh, another, you know, when, that might be another topic for another, another episode down the road. <laughs> yeah. You know, when they say like, bring, bring snacks back in the day, think, thankfully these teams now don't have to bring snacks, but they like bring healthy snacks. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, I got it. <laughs> and then I bring, I bring donuts. <laughs> I was like, these are the healthiest I could find. Always, always bring donuts. That was my pregame meal growing up. It's good stuff. Very good. It made you successful, yeah. right? That's right. It's all the donuts. Well, thank you, Julie. We we really appreciate you joining us on the Steel Sports Podcast and and talking about the car ride home. I know, know it's a definitely an important topic in new sports and and for parents as well. So thank you again for joining us. All right, Nathan. No problem. Thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed spending time with Julie on this topic. She just has tremendous insight, whether it's from her own experiences with her kids or growing up and even the advice that she shares with the the kids and the parents that that go through her sports leadership academy she's also down to earth as well and it sounds like the foudy car is a fun place to be that about does it for another episode of the steel sports podcast we hope you enjoyed our conversation with julie foudy on the car ride home don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode of the steel sports podcast Till next time, thanks for listening.